From a two-bedroom apartment on the west side of Los Angeles, it's High on Film! Tonight, we've got Joe Rechtman and Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Whenever possible, when it comes to making out, put on side one of Led Zeppelin 4 on this week's Teenage Episode. Well, hello and welcome to another exciting episode of High on Film. Sobering talk about movies. I'm Chris Maxwell. I'm your host. Episode 206 today, we are living in those fast times at Ridgemont High from 1982, directed by Amy Heckerling and written by Cameron Crowe, uh, off his book of, I believe, the same name. How about that? Cameron Crowe's first foray into film, I believe, after uh, being a teenage journalist for Rolling Stone, and then um, really living out a never-been-kissed scenario. Truly, as our guest has uh, eloquently put before this podcast, um, by infiltrating a San Diego high school and then writing about his experiences pretending to be a teenager, I guess since he had no real high school experience himself, since he was touring with bands. What an interesting life. Went on to do Elizabethtown and <laughs> We Bought a Zoo. All those, oh, those movies. movies that you see on planes? Yeah, oh, yeah, exactly, yeah. They're on HBO. His big two. Yeah, his big two. Elizabeth Town and We Bought a Zoo. I'll confess, I saw Elizabeth Town on a plane, and I loved it. Did you? Yeah. I thought it was lovely. Mm-hmm. It's a I'm plane sure movie, if right? I saw it again, I would not like it quite as much. Okay. But on that, you know, cross, uh, cross-country flight, it seems pretty, pretty damn good. All right. <laughs> Never We Bought a Zoo, though. I've I, seen We Bought a Zoo. You, you, okay, well, hold on. Yeah, yeah, We're yeah. getting way out of play. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, he's with us every week. He is the co-host from The Couch, the Walking Kevin Bacon game, the Brad Davis that God gave us, and the only one at this table who saw We Bought a Zoo. <laughs> My co-host and friend, Brad Davis. Hello. Brad, you saw We Bought a Zoo. I saw We Bought a Zoo. It's like on our HBO one day, and I just like watched it. And? Uh, yeah, it's not very good. Yeah, I they, hate that title. Do, do they keep the zoo? Uh, they save the zoo. Yeah, that's like kind of the whole thing. They like buy this zoo that's kind of failing, and it's a whole like, oh, Matt Damon doesn't have any experience working in these conditions, and can he actually bring zoo it? conditions? Zoo conditions. Yeah. I mean, it's like kind of like a yeah. They have to like rebuild the zoo because it's all yeah. It's in Ohio or something. Yeah, it's like out in the middle of nowhere. And it's like all messed up. Like mm-hmm. the zoo's fucked up. It's been losing money for a while, and they have to like rebuild it and have a grand opening to try to it's- save it. It sounds like the astronaut farmer, but with a zoo and animals instead I'm, of a spaceship. I've not seen the astronaut farmer, but sure, we'll say that's exactly what it is. <laughs> I think that's where Cameron Crowe got the idea for that. He ah. infiltrated the set of the astronaut farmer. Wrote about his experiences. But yeah, it wasn't great. <laughs> All right, and our guest today, the man who chose Fast Times at Ridgemont High for us to watch today. Uh, returning guest to the podcast, what, you did, um... I did Live for Your Die Hard. Live for Your Die Hard. And we did Tombstone. And Tombstone, the last time you were on. Mm. Writer Joe Reckman has returned to tell us that Elizabethtown is charming. Hey, it, it was nice. It was a nice way to spend two hours when you're stuck on a, stuck on a plane. I believe it. I, uh, I usually try to watch good movies. I watched Peach Dragon on a plane most recently, and that was fine. Yeah, yeah, it was it was fine. That was totally a fine. I I did see Sing Street on a plane, and I loved that. Uh, yeah, so that's the thing. Animated movies like the trailers are always no, not so Sing, terrible. 
Sing Street. Oh. The uh, oh, yeah. John Carney movie the guy made once. Yes. His yes, yes, yes. It's a wonderful little film. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, about love and rock and roll in the 80s. I'll have to check it out. Much like Fast Times <laughs> at Ridgemont High. Perfect segue alert. <laughs> Thanks, Brad. <laughs> no problem, Chris. Joe, uh, I take it this is your favorite high school experience film? Uh, I mean, it's up there with, like, Superbad, which came out my mm. senior year of high school, going right into summer. A good one. Which is, like, I don't know, that 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 hit hard for, for me and my uh, fellow classmates. But uh, I have seen this one a ton and hadn't seen it in a long time, uh, so I was excited to get back into it. And it's just as good as I remember. Yeah. it's I hadn't seen it in a very long time, but it... It's a very famous film. It is one of the I consider I think one of considered one of the best high school films, um, and I could only remember bits and pieces, certain scenes, uh, and yeah, I, I really really enjoyed revisiting it. Um, just a, a cavalcade of future stars, like any good high school movie. There are so many Academy Award winners and nominees in this that <laughs> yeah. like Nicolas Cage doesn't even have a speaking part. He's yeah. just in there. Or Anthony Edwards. Anthony is he? Is he? Uh... Okay, oh. Oscar nominated ever? Uh, not that I recall. No. Emmy nominated for sure. Sure, yeah. If not one. Uh, then you got what, Forrest Whitaker, mm -hmm. Jennifer Sean Jason Penn. Lee now. Jennifer Jason Lee. Yeah, Sean Penn. Whitaker and Sean Penn won. Nicolas Cage won. Yep. I don't know if Jennifer Jason Lee ever won. I think she was just recently nominated. For, yeah, she was nominated uh, for. for yes, she was. She, I think she was maybe nominated before that, but I don't think she's ever won. Well, it's certainly more than, say, Can Hardly Wait has. <laughs> that's, that's a fact. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, well, let's get into our first segment. We call it Trash, Star, Destroy. We're going to give you three movies of a similar ilk. One movie you must trash, which means it's eliminated from existence. One movie you get to star in in whatever role you'd like to take for yourself. And, of course, the third movie must be destroyed, which means the only version that has ever existed has been both written and directed by Michael Bay. Of, uh, hmm, oh, let's say, Transformers Dark of the Moon fame. Perfect. <laughs> so, so let's do three of the best high school movies. Um, we'll do Fast Times at Ridgemont High. We'll do my favorite. Not, not to give away the, uh, give up the ghost here, but Dazed and Confused. <laughs> you, you think that's news? No, <laughs> it's not news, but now We've you might know where I'm going to on leave. the podcast. <laughs> And, uh, The Breakfast Club. Ooh. Uh, oof, yeah. Fast okay. Times, Breakfast Club, Dazed and Confused, Trash, Star, Destroy. I probably have to star in Dazed and Confused. Working with Link later would be tempting. And the role I would take... Um... I don't know. I guess, I mean, Pink is obviously a, that's yeah. probably the best role. Yeah. I mean, or it's at least... One the, of. Yeah, one of the. I mean, I guess I could take the McConaughey role, but that seems like that's so McConaughey that that role isn't nearly as good if I'm doing that, because no one can do that. what that psycho does. You'd be O'Banion. <laughs> you could take Affleck's role if you want. I could. Eh, yeah. Eh, I'd rather play Pink, I think. Sure, of course. I don't want to play the dick. Yeah. Covered in paint. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I guess I'll do that. Um, then I will, <clears throat> Breakfast Club or Fast Times, I guess I'm gonna trash Breakfast Club, 
and give fast times to Michael Bay. I don't really have a reason for that decision, but okay. I don't know. Fast. I. I mean, I think fast time. It's that's more focused on sex. That's more up Michael Bay's alley, I guess. Sure. So that's there's my reason. Cruising I'm, around. I'm trying to think what his version would even be. I mean, that that last that last scene of the robbery would be a lot crazier. Ooh, that's true. Yeah, it'd be like pain and gain. I'm thinking something attacks the uh, the school at some point. Oh yeah, some mm-hmm. terrorist forces. Yes, definitely. Yeah, Mr. Hand turns out to be a spy or something. <laughs> mm-hmm. I can see that. Ugh, terrible. And Spicoli ends up being an undercover agent. Yeah, that'd have to be it. Never been kissing the uh, the school. Right. Yeah, right. Posing as a high school student. Correct. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What do you think here, Joe? Well, I have to star in Fast Times. As okay. Spicoli. As Spicoli, I mean, all right. I don't know. To me, this movie, watching it again, was just almost flawless. Uh, and every scene is a gem. And every line Spicoli has is fantastic. That's true. And, you know, you just get to hang out shirtless on set all day smoking weed. Yep. And then, you know, action. And be the... say some funny shit. The granddaddy of all stoner California stereotypes for decades to come. Um, I'm going to trash Dazed and Confused. I've seen it the once. To me, it was just like... uh, it was to Fast Times what The Hangover 2 was to The Hangover. Oh, wow. I was just like, oh, this is the same, Through but the I heart. don't know it, it quite as well. In the same vein, yeah. I mean, um, Days of Confused and Fast Times, it's like, you know, Beatles versus Rolling Stones or something. Yeah. It's like mm. the, you know, it tells what kind of, you know, what kind of high school experience you've had. Or sure. Like and that. to be fair, if I had seen Days and Confused first, I, we might be having a very different podcast right now. Interesting. Um, but I'm going to have to trash Days and Confused. Uh, which I guess by default gives Breakfast Club to Michael Bay, um, which again I'd be interested to see what I kind of what, what he does with that. I, I think be. that might be the way to go. I I wasn't sure if I wanted to star in Fast Times or Days of Confused. I mean, I, let's be serious. I'm starring in Days of Confused as Pink Floyd. Yep. Um, I I would have maybe considered either the Mike Simone or. Um, uh, Mark Ratner roles in Fast Times. Or Spicoli, of course. But I just, yeah. Days of Confused. Again, it's the one that I like. I, I saw first. I, I really loved for, since I saw it. And Linklater is one of my favorite filmmakers. Although, man, to work with Amy Heckerling would be cool, too. But I think Michael Bay's gotta have Breakfast Club. Uh, to see him have students of each stereotype trapped in a high school, <laughs> I think, is something he could really work with. So that's what we're that's what we're doing. Maybe it turns out to be like Spy Kids for Robert Rodriguez. I'm picturing like you know in the new trailer for the uh, the Power Rangers movie, mm-hmm. it it shows like all the kids in detention and they look all tough and it's all like Dutch angle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, there's haze everywhere. <laughs> that is exactly what it's going to be like. Michael Bay's The Breakfast Club. <laughs> all right, guys. Uh, let's do another category. We'll do three Amy Heckerling movies uh, that she has directed. Of course, to uh, save Fast Times, we'll do National Lampoon's European Vacation, we'll do Look Who's Talking, and her other high school classic, Clueless. European Vacation, Look Who's Talking, Clueless, Trash, Star, Destroy. I have to star in Clueless. 
And as much as I would like to work with Paul Rudd, I gotta take the Paul Rudd role. Yeah. Get to make out with Alicia Silverstone at the end. Not so bad. No, not so bad at all. <laughs> uh, that's a that's I gotta do that. So that means I'm starring in Clueless. What is it? European Vacation and Look who's talking, Brad. Look who's talking, Brad. Uh, it's the I didn't know one. they made a fourth one. Yeah, yeah. it's the fourth one. Um, I think Just I gotta give you. "Look Who's Talking" to Michael Bay because I'm kind of interested in a talking baby being directed by. Or I mean, obviously, like a the, talking baby. The being actual directed talking by baby. Bay. Yes, I mean Michael Bay would have a true talking baby. Yeah, He'd like be, Roger Rabbit. Yeah, exactly. He would have some way to. He would digitally, with visual effects, have a talking baby. Um. But, yeah, there's something intriguing about that to me. And then European Vacation, which actually could have probably worked for Bay, too. But I'm just going to trash that. What do you mean? I don't think that could have worked for Bay. My, Michael Bay's National Lampoon's European Vacation. Yeah, well, it's, I mean, I haven't seen that movie in a while. Doesn't a bunch of shit go wrong? Yeah, I mean, any vacation movie has a bunch yeah, of shit Yeah, well, like, I figure that's wrong. right up Bay's <laughs> out. I mean, he can make shit go wrong. All right, okay. He makes shit go wrong all the time. Oh, that's fair. That's, uh, that's your best point, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Jill, what are you doing with this heckling trio? You've got me at a loss. The only movie of those three that I've seen is Clueless. What? Yeah. But you I... You spoke so eloquently about the National Lampoon's franchise. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a huge Animal House fan, but like, I don't know. I don't, uh, the original Vacation movie is great. Mm-hmm. Never went on to the next one. You never saw Christmas Vacation? Oh, you know what? I did see Christmas Vacation for the first time. Uh, at the in-laws' place, like two Christmases ago, oh, that's appropriate. I was impressed. Yeah, it's but great. Maybe I need to finish out the trilogy. Mm. Um, if you've seen the original, you've seen Christmas. <laughs> you can watch Vegas, and you can give European Vacation a go if you want. But. Okay, so having only seen Clueless, I'm gonna star in Look Who's Talking <laughs> oh, as right. the baby. Nice. Perfect. So I figure that's voiceover work, right? Yeah. It's easy money. That is easy money. Uh, and I can have fun with it. Um, so I'm doing that. I'm going to trash, uh, I guess I'm going to trash European Vacation and then give Clueless to Michael Bay. Michael Bay is Clueless. Yeah. <laughs> Rolls right off the top. Yeah, it does. Wow, so easy. <laughs> yeah, um, again, I think I might have to go with Brad. That Paul Rudd part's too, a little too good to pass up. Uh, although I could play, um... Was it Brecken Meyer? Is is he in it? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the skater. Yeah, yeah. You could play him. I think you guys have Murphy's similar boyfriend. haircut. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Uh, but it is tempting to be rusty in European Vacation. To get to be one of the rusties would be pretty awesome. Bucket list. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Bucket list. <laughs> you know what? All right, just I'm going to do that. Just to check it off my bucket list. I'm going to star in European <laughs> Vacation as Rusty. Get to work with Beverly D'Angelo and Chevy Chase. Um, I'm going to give Michael Bay Look Who's Talking. I think that's very interesting. And then, unfortunately, Amy Heckerling only gets one high school classic. Fast times, because I'm trash and clueless. All right, guys. Well, I would be remiss if we let this slide by, but we're going to do one more Trash Star Destroy, because this is Nicolas Cage's first movie. And this opportunity only comes up so often. We're going to do Nicolas Cage Tentpoles, which are his first movie, his award-winning movie, and his highest-grossing film. Oh, boy. So, that is Fast Times at Ridgemont High, Leaving Las Vegas, and National Treasure Book of Secrets, <laughs> which is the second in the National Treasure franchise. 
So Trash Star Destroy, Fast Times, Leaving Las Vegas, National Treasure 2. Uh, I think, oh boy, that's not easy. Because I, I, okay. I could definitely be in Leaving Las Vegas and just make out with Elizabeth Shue for the whole movie. Right. That, that I could I could make that work. And maybe win an Oscar. Yeah, maybe win an Oscar. Uh, and that role's pretty good, too. You know what? I'm going to do that. I'm going to take Nicolas Cage's role in Leaving Las Vegas. I wasn't even planning to do this, but that's what I'm going to do. I convinced myself. <laughs> I wasn't even right planning to do this. Well, that's what I was thinking about. I was thinking I'd definitely start in Fast Times, but you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to take. I'm going to be crazy as hell in Leaving Las Vegas and make out with Elizabeth Shue. Cool. Works for me. Yep. Uh, that leaves Fast Times and... Oh, Book of, Book Book of, of Secrets. Secrets. Uh, Chamber of Secrets. Yeah, you know what? I'm actually going to trash Fast Times because I think Bay would probably ruin it and Book of Secrets plays so well into his hands. Yeah, I actually National can't Treasure believe really he didn't direct that in the yeah, first place. Yeah, I was going to ask if, if he did. <laughs> he might as well have because that is the most Michael Bay idea for a movie ever. It's probably only because he didn't direct the first one so he wouldn't now join it. He's like, no, no, I'm going to start my own franchise. <laughs> but that's that, that just fits too well together. Yeah. And then they reteam after doing The Rock together. That would be great. Cage Bay reteam. Oh, we're waiting for it. <laughs> yeah, fingers crossed. Yeah, here's hoping. Joe. All right, let's start just by trashing National Treasure. Okay. Of whatever is. Mm -hmm. I have no patience for that franchise. <laughs> that's absolutely Saw fair. the first one. No, no, I'm done. Done with uh, it. Even though the kind back of, of the Declaration of Independence isn't a, a seller for you, which isn't that kind of sequel to The Rock anyway, because Cage gets all the secrets. Oh, yeah, I guess. In, the, in the microfilm, in the I was all game. I'm all about the premise, but the plot was just like him solving riddles. Yeah. <laughs> it was just like it's not fun watching other people solve riddles. <laughs> um, so I, that's going straight into the trash. Um, and then I got a star in either Leaving Las Vegas or Fast Times. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I'm, I'm sticking with Fast Times. Uh, and just to change it up this time, I think I'd, I'd go with uh, Mr. Hand. Oh! That's, awesome. that's a fun role, too. That is um, a fun role. I like that you play on both sides here. You're doing like a repertory kind of... Yeah, rules. I mean, it's, it's, it's you know, they're, they have the, the best... Uh, kind of head-to-head -head conflict I've seen in a, a movie since, like, Ex Machina. <laughs> it's not quite as complex, but, uh, you know, it boils down to the same pushes and pulls. That's true. It, I think the relationship is almost deeper than Ex Machina because of the, the resolution they're able to come to. Well, it's very human. Yeah, that's true. Um, able to understand one another, even though they're from completely different worlds. Uh, which, I guess, by default, puts leaving Las Vegas in Michael Bay's hands. Yeah. That's not a bad idea. I mean, honestly, I've never seen leaving Las Vegas either. So. Oh, it's terrific. I mean, it's Cage. It's like Nicolas Cage doing his crazy shit that he always does, I'm but like, but in a very artistic way. Yeah, and he's yeah. like supposed to be like a alcoholic, so it like kind of works. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna take this opportunity to star in Fast Times, and I might be Brad. I think that'd be a fun role to be. Ah, the judge kind of pulled it off. Yeah, the judge. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Judge Reinhold. Um, I'm gonna do that, and then, yeah, Trash Book of Secrets, and I'm gonna give Michael Bay Leaving Las Vegas. I'm gonna see what happens. He loves Vegas as a setting, so why not uh, another film? Yeah, why doesn't he leave stuff to blow up. Yeah. Alright guys, we're gonna take a quick break and be right back with more Fast Times at Ridgemont High, right after...
this. And we're back, high on film, right in the middle of Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Getting ready for the summary game. The first official game of the podcast, where we each take a turn at summarizing Fast Times at Ridgemont High in a thousandth of the time that it actually takes to view. Now, great news. Fast Times is a high on film approved runtime of 90 minutes flat. Cha-ching. Cha-ching, there it is. Uh, so that allows us each nine seconds to get out the best summary possible of this romp through a year in high school in 1982. Of course, today being the, one of the last days of the waning month of Macanuary, we had our patented three-sided <laughs> coin toss, uh, with the <clears throat> Lincoln Motor Company insignia and, uh, Matthew McConaughey as Mick Holler from The Lincoln Lawyer. And Abraham Lincoln uh, sides. Brad, of course, you called out Lincoln Motor Company insignia. I did. And what do you know? It came up that way. There it is. That's right. <laughs> you going first, second, or third, <laughs> sir? Uh, I'll go first. I'll get it out of the way. Nine seconds. Okay. To get uh, all these crazy characters' plots. Yeah. In three, two, one... A year of a bunch of kids in high school comes down to people losing jobs, people falling in love, people having abortions, and people backstabbing each other, but it ends in a dance, and they all move on with their lives afterwards. Time. Hmm. Didn't really Generalize know. a lot. I kind of had to. People having There's abortions. People having abortions. Well, I didn't want <laughs> to spoil it for anybody. Uh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> that was awful nice of you, Brad. Yeah, I do what Even I Even though we will be spoiling everything in this movie. 100%. Uh, Christopher. Yes, sir. I believe you are up now. That's usually the way we go. That's exactly right. Only been doing it for 205 episodes. Um, so, nine seconds on the clock? Nine. Are you prepared? Sure. <clears throat> All right. In three, two, one. High school teenagers that work uh, various uh, food uh, jobs and movie theater jobs uh, go through high school. Um... They have sex, learning about sex, having abortions, and having a dance. They <laughs> <laughs> got hung up on their jobs. Yeah, you did. There's that a was, lot of scenes at their jobs. I know, but that was, about four to half, half your time was spent talking about all the different jobs they have. <laughs> but if you add up the runtime of how much, it's probably about half-ish. Yeah, third. Yeah, I mean, yeah, third's probably more accurate. All right. Judge me uh, appropriately. I will. Joe, are you ready? I'm ready. Zero to two, zero to two points at stake for nine, <laughs> nine seconds. Here you go. In three, two, one. A year in the life of Ridgemont High, where a handful of students go through like, go through life learning about sex and romance. Time. Okay, yeah, pretty good end. I actually, feel like yeah. I, I left out like a good portion of the characters, but. Yeah. Judge as you will. I yeah. will, yeah, yeah. Not so bad. I appreciate it you didn't rush to get more words in, but you just left it at sex and romance. And <laughs> actually worked out quite well for you, I think. All right, guys, and as we uh, finish up scoring here, we will move on to First Impressions, the second game of the podcast, this time worth zero to three points for each player involved. That is the three of us sitting around the table. So, uh, in this game, we're each going to give the person sitting to our right 
a line to impersonate from Fast Odds at Ridgemont High that we would like to hear to the best of their ability. Uh, Brad started first, so I will go first in this game. Joe, I'm giving you a line. All right, bring it on. It uh, arguably, I'd say, is the, the Spicoli line. It's at the very end in the convenience store where uh, after Brad says he needs a job because he needs money, he says all he needs, some tasty waves, a cool buzz, and he's fine. Here it is, and then I'll let you give it a go. Why don't you get a job, Spicoli? What for? You need money. <laughs> all I need is some tasty waves, a cool buzz, and I'm fine. All right, Joe, here is your opportunity to seize the role of Spicoli. All right, let me channel my inner stoner. Oh, all I need are some tasty waves, a cool buzz, and I'm fine. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Not so bad. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, you get to give Brad a line that you'd like to hear him impersonate. All righty, Brad, I'm going to give you uh, Brad oh, talking no. into the mirror, uh, labeled as he is the big hairy pussy, um, <laughs> practicing how he's going to break up with his girlfriend. All right. Yeah, I can't believe the disarray that this restroom is in and that they're actually operating with all this graffiti all over the walls. <laughs> but, hey, 80s are crazy. <laughs> Lisa, I have something to tell you. Look, I'm a senior now. I'm a single successful guy. And I've got to be fair to myself, Lisa. I think I need my freedom. Oh, don't do that. Please, please don't Brad, do that. Can you cover me already? All right, Brad. Your inner judge, Reinhold. <laughs> my inner judge. <clears throat> Lisa, I have something to tell you. Look, I'm a senior now. I'm a single successful guy. And I've got to be fair to myself, Lisa. I think I need my freedom. Oh, don't do that. Please, please. Brad! Don't do that. <laughs> you want to <laughs> me? I guess that's yeah, the best judge I can well, well done. Yeah. Well, I'll be the judge of that. Boom. There you go. Do you have a line for me, sir? Uh, I do, sir. Uh, it's actually another Spicoli line. Oh, terrific. Uh, it is when he is at home, Mr. Hand is over, and they've he's told him that they are going to discuss history. And we kind of cut away from the scene, and we cut back into the scene, and uh, Spicoli is giving his uh, interpretation of something with Thomas Jefferson, I guess. Sure. Yeah. All right. What Jefferson was saying was, hey, you know, we left this England place because it was bogus. So if we don't get some cool rules ourselves, pronto, we'll just be bogus too. Yeah? Okay. All right. Got to be as method as Sean Penn is for this. It's a nice long one. What Jefferson was saying was, hey, you know, we left this England place because it was bogus. So if we don't get some cool rules, 
Cool rules ourselves. Pronto. We'll just be bogus too. Get it? I love it. Cool rules ourselves. Cool rules ourselves. That's cool a tough one. Ourselves. That's a nice vocal warm up. That is. <clears throat> All right, guys. Very committed. Oh, well, hey, you got to call me Spicoli for the rest of the podcast now. That's what he had on his dressing room door, apparently. Oh. Sean Penn. Yeah, he's crazy. Even early on. Come oh, on. Particularly early on. Yeah, that's true, I guess. <laughs> but still, I, I think a few more years after this is when he started getting real. Yeah, it's true. Not so. <laughs> You want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. Let's get nuts. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, you can put the scorecards to the side because now we're getting into our open forum discussion that we like to call scene work. Of course, we're an optimistic podcast, so we start things off optimistically. Do-do-do-do! Best scene. What is the best scene in Fast Times at Ridgemont High? Pretty tough. I wrote down a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It's really hard to say. Um, boy, I, maybe the final scene of Brad stopping the robbery, throwing the coffee in the, it's pretty excellent, the robber's face, Spicoli there, you get that Spicoli line, yeah, I mean, the scene starts great with Spicoli even being like, hey, you worked at All-American Burger, <laughs> it's just Seven so funny, ago. yeah, <laughs> and it, it's such a beautiful ending for Brad, like, who has constantly been disappointed with jobs, and now he actually gets to do some good and, like, is proud of himself. And I don't know. I, I really, really like the it's scene. It's a nice moment of redemption. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. Uh, that was definitely high on my list. Uh, I mean, certainly the scene... I had seen this movie years ago, and I didn't remember it very well. The scene I always... Rem the scene I absolutely did remember and always stuck with me about this movie is the dream surfing champion scene. Oh, sure. Spicoli. I thought there was going to be another dream scene that you, it was going to be the one that always stuck with you. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, because there's something sticky involved? Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Well, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I believe he gets interrupted and <laughs> frustrated. Well, it's true. Uh, but no, I was talking about Spicoli's dream. That's that's the scene that I always remembered from this movie. Um, hmm. Not to even say that it's necessarily the best one. That's the one that stuck with me because I actually... Um, Two scenes that I really like is A, actually when Jennifer Jason Lee tells Damone that she's pregnant. Mm, yeah. Because I kind of forgot that uh, whole storyline was in this movie, and it really kind of brings you back down to earth. You just kind of feel like you're watching like a fun teen movie and just like, ah, sex and drinking and whatever. And it kind of brings you back down to earth a little bit. And uh, even his reaction, like... Oh, you were like all over me and blah blah blah, and her like, don't do that. Like that's yeah. not what happened. Like okay, all right. And that scene, and then also um, when she comes out of the abortion clinic and Brad's her brother's there. Love that one. It's great, and kind of that as a whole thing, kind of the beginning of that, and then Damone, the dickhead, not showing up to take her. The brother seeing her run across the street, and then her waiting outside, and him being like. You don't have to tell me the name of who did this. Yeah, Green Dickie, let her have her yeah, secret. Yeah, that's your business. Hey, you want to get some breakfast? Like, just trying to, you really know, sweet. are you okay? Yeah, it's a really tender moment in a movie that I didn't, I wasn't expecting to have a tender moment like that. Um, really struck me, and I thought it was a really nice moment. Yeah, all right. Joe? Yeah, it's uh, they're all so good. I'm tempted to go with um, 
uh, Mark and Stacy's date when they go back to her house, Ugh. and she's like all over him, and he's all weird about it, and you know, neurotic. Um, there's something about the way that the like the blocking and the the way that that scene is shot that I find really effective. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go with that. Yeah, I mean, you feel the awkwardness on both sides. Like, as she throws herself at him and he just has no idea what yeah. to do with himself. Yeah. But, like, also, like, like, it's so clear that she is throwing herself at him just because she thinks, like, that's what you do. Yeah, yeah. It's, like, completely just compulsive for her. Right. Um, that being said, I'm also a huge fan of the uh, the car crash scene with <laughs> yeah. Spicoli, Spicoli and the... And, uh, the football player's brother um <laughs> his father has a wicked set of tools <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I like that he even looks at the damage and still asserts yeah. that he can fix it <laughs> i can fix it <laughs> like, no like, he's like you can't fix this car <laughs> like, yeah i can fix it but it's great yeah and it's a pretty brilliant they come up with a pretty brilliant solution to their problem of telling like how, no, how to explain Lincoln how this happened. yeah yeah then forrest whitaker just putting on a fucking show like what nine sacks or something oh yeah yeah that's a 10 tackles for loss. yeah, yeah. I, I also want to mention uh rat asking stacy out uh before they go on the date oh, when yeah. he has to see Adorable. the coats is so hilarious uh, yeah that scene is hilarious I'll, i also want to mention because they have nice little funny moments they also have the scene when <clears throat> after their date at that expensive restaurant they pull back in they're like in uh it's uh, Mark and Stacy. Yeah. 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 And they like, he pulls up to her house and she's like, Oh, sorry. Someone broke in and stole your tape deck. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's like, Oh yeah. I would have never guessed in front of a, a nice, place nice like restaurant that. like that. That would happen. <laughs> it's just out of no, you have no idea that this has happened. They didn't show it at all. And it's a brilliant cut. To just yeah. One line that is so funny. Yeah, just depresses the date even a little more because you could tell they stayed there for longer than they needed to, <laughs> waiting for the wallet to come. Just annoying this waitress drinking Coca-Colas. <laughs> yeah, it was it was pretty great. All right, guys. Well, if there is a best scene, there has to be a worst scene. Worst scene? Do 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 do. I don't. Uh, it's tough. I, I I I don't know. I think I take issue with you saying that there must be a worst scene because honestly. Well, it doesn't have to necessarily be bad, but it has to be worse than the rest. Yeah, I guess so. Or something that bothered you. I mean, for me, I don't like the end, where are they now captions. Uh, you never like that. I rarely like Rarely that. like that. That's Except for the Spicoli one, which is pretty funny. I don't think any of the other ones are too terribly clever or give me any insight to these characters. That's fair. I always loved Phoebe Cates's caption because it says she's having an affair with her a love affair with her uh, abnormal psych professor yeah, yeah. and i was good. never sure if it was her abnormal psych professor or her abnormal psych, psych professor, professor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and I'll either one it. seems to fit with her character <laughs> it's true it's very true yeah and spicoli's is what she saves brooke shields but blows all the reward money uh, on van halen for his birthday yeah, yeah. that's great and, and uh, i think actually uh Brad, because the first one you get is Brad right after he stops the robbery. It's like he becomes the manager of the Mini Mart or something. Yeah. So you kind of get, like, his all about, like, being a successful guy. And, like, right. to him having, like, a good, like, the burger job. Like, kind of being the head guy there was, like, 
successful guys. So you kind of know he found what he considers quote unquote success. Yeah. And Mr. Hand's caption. See, that one I don't care for. It's not even like a full sentence, really. It's like Mr. Hand convinced everyone is on dope. That is correct. That's it? That's, yeah. uh, that's something we already knew. That's nothing changed. <laughs> that's no future for him. That's the idea. Oh, I guess. Not impressed. For as much as I love the rest of this movie, those captions are... Uh, they leave me a little with a little something to be desired. Fair enough. I'm sorry. But I'm a dazed and confused guy, so what can I Uh Yeah, I guess... Uh, yeah, it's tough to come up with a worse scene. I guess... The thing that, like quote-unquote bothers me the most is like the 15-year-old sleeping with the 26-year-old and kind sure. of being yeah. pushed for it. I mean, I'm nitpicking <laughs> here. Yeah. Um, and then like, it's also like, I mean, obviously Jennifer Jason Lee is not 15 years old when this movie is made, but then you also get, you see like the sex scene with a 15-year-old and yeah, that's, it's creepy and weird. It is. Like, and you see her naked and everything. It just, yeah, it came off uncomfortable. Right. I mean, maybe at my age now, that's I'm just like, yeah, this is yeah. <clears throat> this is gross. Um, but as far as something, but I mean, it's they're not even necessarily bad scenes, but it's just like, ooh, I don't know. Yeah, quite dated, I think at this point. Yes, I don't think you get away with that. Something that happens. So yeah, yeah. I do appreciate that they're kind. They're from her perspective, mm-hmm. which I think is uh, is a little bit more rewarding, but. It certainly doesn't make you feel good watching it. No, it does not. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, all right. (laughs) So, I I don't know where to go from there, but that's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah, I I mean, it's just something that I was like, ugh. Statutory rape is not, uh. No. No, that's a felony. Easily, easily accepted in films these days. No. Yeah. Joe, anything at all? Jump on Brad's. Yeah. Brad's bandwagon? Two things popped out at me that I wrote down. And uh, one I had was, it's super short, but it's when Damone walks by Stacy's locker and hits it to open it. And she's like, oh, thanks, Damone. And that's just like the most tropey high school, like, yeah. oh, let me hit your yeah. locker. Yeah. Now know, she's in love with that. I know the, the secret. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So I wasn't into that. And then there was the scene, this is also super nitpicky, but when they go on the field trip to the hospital... They go to, like, the natal care center, and Stacy's just had an abortion, and I kind of want her reaction to, like, what that is like for her to see so soon after what she went through. Um, so, I guess it's m- more a lack of a scene that, uh, that bothered me. That's a really good point, actually. I mean, that's a really big missed opportunity. I don't know if there's deleted scenes. I mean, I know there is famously stuff cut from this film. Sure, yeah. Um, so I wonder if there was something there and it just got hit the cutting room floor or if they just didn't uh, touch on that. That's, that's, uh, I like that. I like that little bit of insight. Yeah, because I mean, that that scene is one that now you bring it up, <clears throat> aside from your point, does kind of seem a little, maybe a little out of place in the movie. I mean, I guess it's supposed to be a year in the life of high school kids and you go on field trip. Like, right. I will at high school, we went to the morgue for a field trip, but so maybe it's just like, yeah, kind of. You did, you, yeah, huh? For in a, in a class for like an American <clears throat> government and something studies class. Yeah, we went to the morgue. Interesting. Yeah, well, we never did that. We dissected frogs and and pig fetuses. Yeah, we I did that too, but this was for yeah, this is just for this one. Cl- it was like an elective class, like hmm. American government and law or something like that. Um, yeah, we went to the courthouse in the morgue for like a field trip. 
Wow. Same day. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it should even ring true to me because I actually literally did that. I mean, we weren't sitting there, like, pulling, looking into their their <laughs> chest cavity and, like, ripping out the heart. I mean, it was just kind of like, oh, there's a dead guy there. Um, but, yeah, it seems a little out of place. And I guess it's supposed to be kind of Mark and Stacy kind of reconnecting when he's, like, coming to check on her after she gets sick. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I was just kind of like, oh, I mean, other than Spicoli... Oh, gnarly. Uh, other than, like... Yeah. Are you in this class? <laughs> I am today. <laughs> it just seemed kind of unnecessary. Yeah, that felt like they just put him in there to get him in another scene. Yeah, like, uh, you know what would be great? If Spicoli's, like, reacting to a dead body. Yeah. It's gonna be pretty fucking funny, man. But so, was it not? Yeah, I mean, it is true, funny. That's fair. <laughs> and that's honestly why I didn't really mention it before as, like, a worse scene. But just you bringing up, I was like, it does feel a little out of place. Mm. But past that, I mean, it didn't... Do any? I didn't put it down for even worse scene initially. So there you go. Couldn't have bothered me that much. Couldn't have bothered you that much. And there it is. The what are they called? Theme songs to our final <laughs> podcast game. Milking it this time. Zero to five points at stake. So it's still anyone's game. We're each gonna draw a card from the big box of Hollywood ideas, of prequels, of sequels, of reboots, and genres. On said card will give us a new way to. Look at the characters, the themes, the plot, uh, every bit of Fast Times at Ridgemont High that we would like to use. Uh, repurpose, reuse them, make a brand new movie um, with a title and a quick summary. And uh, we'll put it back out there to make a billion more dollars for the studio system. Alright? So, here's the big box. And I believe it is Joe's turn to go first. That sounds right. So Joe, you want to draw a card and read it aloud, please? Fantasy. Oh, all right. All right. Fast times and the desolation of Smaug. <laughs> creature feature. A creature feature. And I'll draw the sequel. Oh boy. Oh boy. Interesting indeed. We're going to take a quick break and be right back right after this. And we're back right in the middle of milking it for fast times at Ridgemont High. Joe, you drew first the fantasy card. What do you got for us, sir? Well, I'm pretty excited about this one. Uh, it's a crossover movie. Uh, I call it Fast Times at Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry. Ah, <laughs> all right. Now, while Harry, Hermione, and Ron are off battling Death Eaters and defeating Voldemort, the other students of Hogwarts are busy teaching themselves about the most magical part of life. Sex. <laughs> As <laughs> a lot of snogging in this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Plenty of snogging. As the boy who lives saves the world in the background, a handful of Hufflepuffs go through all the trials of growing up, like gaining enough confidence to ask out a centaur, getting caught playing with, uh, getting caught playing with your wand by the girl you like, and sneaking into Snape's office to steal the recipe for a home abortion potion. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> 
That is Fast Times at Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry. That's great. That is great. <laughs> so, like, while Harry, when Harry leaves Hogwarts, like, go save the world, while he's doing that, everyone's back there dealing with... Yeah, it's like yeah. Rosencrantz yeah. and Guildenstern are dead. Yeah, exactly, like, right, yeah. yeah. And you can see it intertwine, you know, trolls show up at the school and whatever, but mm. it's mainly about the sex. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's about time someone dealt with the uh, sexual tension in Hogwarts. <laughs> It's all over the place. Yeah, that was really good. <laughs> all right, Brad. You have the creature feature. I do. Lay it on us, man. <clears throat> With that enthusiasm. Yep. I can't wait. It's going to be something. Um, okay, so we have Ridgemont High, and we have... Uh, we see the students kind of like the last day before school starts. We kind of see it the same way it kind of starts with them at the mall and kind of everybody interacting. And then we cut to uh, the school before the first day and the science teacher, I know he's a history teacher in this, but he's going to be a science teacher, Dr. Hand, is uh, getting experiments ready to have for the kids for the year and he's like doing experiments on a roach that eventually like kind of things go haywire and he ends up like kind of crossing his DNA with a roach DNA and ends up like kind of becoming this very, I guess, fly. I haven't seen fly in a long time, but I feel like mm -hmm. fly esque in that sense. Okay, yeah, yeah. Is that kind of how that goes down? I can't. Really yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, Comes. but he's a you know a roach for. Um, so then, as so, we kind of still see these kids throughout the school year, and it's very similar to kind of their, all their focus on sex and you know basically their jobs, their love lives, and everything. But while this is happening, this roach is going around, kind of like randomly picking off kids who just like all and then there, there's these excuses like oh they're going to you know spend the rest of the school year with their dad or they transferred schools or something and as the roach uh teacher is like, picking off kids and like basically devouring them it is growing bigger and becoming stronger so like as oh, shit. so and then so as by the end of the school year when we're at the big final dance it's like the roach finally explodes and we have a huge chaotic scene of people dying people trying to beat the roach and in the end what uh, mark whatever ratner ratner uh is the one that finds a way to finally like defeat him very uh, elijah wood in the faculty hmm and I like it. Yeah, that's my creature feature. Yeah, uh, you hit on a lot of the tropes there. I like it, Brad. Like yeah. It. Uh, I, uh, I'm going to go with the title. I had a couple options. I'm just going to go with Dark Times at Ridgemont High. Okay. That works. It works. Yeah. I think, that's, I think that's my safe bet. All right. Nice. I like that a lot. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Thanks. I like anything that's like the faculty. I, I love the faculty. <laughs> the faculty I really do. It's great. I haven't watched it in forever. Uh, I, I remember. I mean, it's campy. Bits and but pieces. Yeah. It's they kind of make fun Campy's of great. itself, and Josh Hartnett's never been more badass. It's perfect. Really? I love it. He gets uh, the the point when he's Sin City. Uh, more. I'd say more badass. The scene where he like yeah. Yeah. where no, he rips off the the paper cutter yeah. and slashes John Stewart's hand yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. Pretty fucking badass. And then when Sean Hattesey like picks it up and tosses it to him, and he just like catches it with one hand, ready to fuck him up again. Pretty badass. And yeah. when he escapes from Frank Johnson's severed head. Yes. Uh, and it like crashes the car and like just oh, it's a fucking fun movie. Okay. All right. I'll have to revisit the faculty, I guess. Or 
fund dark times at Ridgemont High. There you That's, go. Okay, yeah. Same, similar. <laughs> Whatever's similar easiest, I yeah. imagine, I'll go for. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, I have the sequel if you're, if you're prepared. I am pretty interested I'm, in what yeah, this is going to be. I'm intrigued. All right. Well, shouldn't surprise anyone that the gang's all back. Oh. Only 55 years later. All right. Uh, in slow times at Ridgemont Senior Care. <laughs> we follow the exploits of uh, the r citizens of Ridgemont Senior Care as they tackle everyday life. Um, learning about getting older, finding purpose in life, what friendship means at this age, what sex is at this age, and of course, dealing with the inevitability of death. Uh, Stacy and Linda have jobs. They help uh, as volunteers passing out the pills after mealtime. Uh, Mark Ratner, of course, runs the Friday night movie uh, presentation uh -huh. in the community room. Uh, Mike Damone goes after a lot of the young nurses and uh, eventually has to tackle um, really choosing between uh, an older elderly citizen there who he connects with on many levels or continually banging these young nurses. That's going to be his kind of big thing. What does he do? <clears throat> you're going to have to watch the movie. Yeah, you're going to have to watch the movie. <laughs> no, he accepts his uh, life as a slime ball and goes after the young nurses. What a little prick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Little prick. He's a little prick. <laughs> and um, Brad, uh, a after, you know, his brain's a little on the fritz through years of stress, of, of uh, high stress of customer service jobs, and uh, it takes old man Spicoli taking him out on a, like, bucket list-esque adventure mm. uh, to him to, like, find inner peace, finally. Oh, that's pretty Excellent. nice. Yeah. Slow times at Ridgemont Senior Care. <laughs> I like that instead of doing, like, the, what, it's been 35 years since the movie came Yeah, out, yeah. Like, instead of doing, like, the high school reunion, <laughs> you went even farther into the future. Right. I think yeah. That. Well, I, like I wanted the next, the next hurdles of, like, uh, going into a, a new age of, like, all right, when does sex change again? When does your relationship between friends and life and death change again? And yeah. I think it'd be fun. That's nice. Yeah. I'm fair. I imagine that's, like, the plot of the second best exotic Marigold <laughs> Hotel. <laughs> Not the first one? <laughs> isn't that the first one? Yeah, or is that the very that first, sequel? The very first best... This exotic marigold, marigold hotel, and then the second best exotic. I hope that's what it is. There might no, I can't remember. Oh, who cares? Me? All right, I care, Chris. Brad cares. Okay. Well, when you guys are done scoring, please pass your scorecards to the front of the class for final edition, and uh, I will uh, add those up. And as we do that, Brad, did you find out the name of those movies? I did not, Chris, because my internet's not working very well on my phone right now. Oh, damn it. That's our internet, too. Damn it. I will try again. But anyway. Marigold. <laughs> I'll see if I have any internet. No, it's not working. You keep trying, Brad. All right, Chris. Podcast regrets are pessimistic end of the show. Unfortunately, we have arrived here. Anything you regret saying or not saying during this uh, podcast? I mean, for me, uh, we touched on a little bit of uh, Brad quitting his two... Uh, fast food jobs, and I, I love both of those scenes, and I think they deserve to go up there with uh, the half-baked quitting fast food scene of, fuck you, fuck you, you're cool, fuck you, I'm out. <laughs> so, I mean, one it's of not the all-time good, good uh, Brad's first one when he, or his second one when he uh, tells everybody off is, is pretty good. 
Or uh, he's throwing everything out the window of the car. Yeah. That's the second one. Yeah, it's the best exotic marigold hotel. And then it's the second best exotic marigold hotel. So it is the best. And, and then, then the second the best. Second best. That, right. is, that is correct. Uh, did I want to mention anything else? Any podcast regrets? Um, I guess I do find, even though I like the scene of Mr. Han showing up at Spicoli's house, like, hey, we're gonna, you wasted my time, so now we're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna study during your time. It's like, uh, why wouldn't you just get up and leave? Or like, <laughs> yeah. get out of my house. Like, he'll he'll this, flunk history. I guess that's true. It seems like it's still up in question whether he'll flunk or not anyway. No, that was a little, it was winky-winky. Yeah, I guess that's the whole point there. Like, basically, he's coming to his house to give him a chance to kind of make up for Right, yeah, I okay. think that's exactly it. All if right. he stays and does the work and gets it, which he does and puts it in his own terminology. Right. He's like, all right, you have learned something. I can pass you. I've done my job as a teacher. They both win. And he still gets to get stoned and go to the dance. Yeah, and that's all he really wants, isn't it? Yeah, and he doesn't even really dance when we see him. He's just sitting on the bleachers. No, then he goes up and performs. He's like, oh, right. The yeah. bully bully. Yeah. All right. Um, I regret not including the tagline I came up with for Fast Times at Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry, oh. which is Aloha, Mora. That's uh, pretty great. Wow. <laughs> uh, damn, that's damn good. I, I thought I had to drop that in. I was going to say, I would have given you more points, but I, I gave you a perfect score as it was. I left it out. I should have I put it in. That's on me. I'll tell you, you didn't need it. I gave you a perfect <laughs> score anyway, and it led to your decisive victory here on High on Film. Joe Reckman, oh, 17.8 points to oh. Brad's 15.6 and my 15.45 points. So congratulations. You and me were close. We were, we were. <laughs> that milking it for me. Blew me out of the Oh, he gave him a great score for Milken, and his uh, his impression, too, was quite good. Yeah, the impression was nice. Well, it's been an honor, guys. Joe, always a pleasure, man. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming back. Thank you for having me. Uh, anything uh, to plug this time around? Uh, I'll plug, uh, I guess, my Twitter, at Joe Rechman, and I'll plug the ACLU, because they're doing awesome work. Hell yeah. We should yeah. all support them. Absolutely. And uh, I'll, I'll add Planned Parenthood to that as well. Them too. As I go uh, into uh, at High on Film the show at Cross Maxwell's my social mediable account handle. I should say that's what they yeah that's what it is yeah Brad uh, at BD always GP on Twitter and Instagram and yeah I second or third Joe's sentiments. There we go. Yeah man. Yeah. Resist. We need yeah. <laughs> Fuck. I Fuck. Yeah, without Planned Parenthood, uh, Stacy wouldn't have gotten this abortion. It's true. In Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Um, can we never stop recording so we don't have to go back to real life <laughs> and whatever is happening in the world right now? Uh, yeah, I'm sure we can keep going for a little bit longer. Yeah. At least. Yeah. Just, you know, every second counts. <laughs> let's, just, let's just start discussing other movies. Uh, <laughs> the sweet catharsis of film. Uh, Allow us to retreat and... Escapism. Uh, yep, exactly. I have a few nice moments in this world while it still lasts. Yeah. Joe, thank you so much. Thank you. Come back anytime to uh, to relieve yourself from the harsh realities of today's America. Always a pleasure. <laughs> hey, never a chore, sir. Thank you so yeah. much. Brad, thank you. A pleasure, sir. Uh, and listeners, thank you so much. We will be back next week uh, with another movie and another guest. And uh, then what? Then Valentine's Day? And then we're getting into Oscar stuff, I think, soon after that? Shit's getting crazy, bruh. Yeah. Shit's getting crazy, bruh. <laughs> All right. We love you guys. Thanks for listening. Aloha. Goodbye.